0: Hi, my name is Todd Johnson, and I'm here with Chris Kosteltz and Jeff Peterson to welcome you to GRIP, a four-episode podcast about developing a deeper relationship with Christ and each other through the four letters of the word GRIP. Instead of being in the world's grip, I want to be in God's grip. Four letters, four episodes. Today, we're going to talk about the letter R, the letter R, which stands for reading your Bible. We've got a great guest and some great scripture to guide us, so let's get a GRIP.
1: Good to see you guys again.
0: Good to see you as well, Jeff. Yeah, t- Jeff okay, thanks for I having know. us.
1: It is totally uh, um, cliche to talk about the weather, but it is a wonderful day. So uh, for people who are just listening uh, at whatever time of the day, you're not able to see what we're seeing as we look out onto Todd's majestic backyard here, but it is beautiful. This is a Spring has
0: sprung. Spring huh? has has sprung. I saw my, on a walk this morning, I saw, my first, uh, of the year guy running with just shorts. So that yeah, means in, spring is brought. In that,
2: Minnesota, it could be like negative <laughs> 30. Yeah, that's true. Guy, like doing his driveway <laughs> in the like, shorts.
1: Uh, I love it. I don't know. I have no, I'm not a science guy. I don't, I'm not a weather guy, ironically, for bringing up the weather, but there's just something about the
0: sun and
1: just uh just it's just an energy I, it's happy you know
0: i just i love it i've never I, been I just, to seattle but people say it rains there a lot that i'm with you jeff yeah. i i've yeah. I, I don't know have you guys ever been to seattle uh no okay, no. oregon Portland. yeah never oregon. been to washington State careful how now. you say that word oregon I don't say oregon it's not oregon oh no, no oregon. Oregon. i was corrected quite oh, yeah. boldly being once there it's Oregon.
2: They're serious. Like there's a lot of states that are like are like state pride. Oregon's one of them. They're yeah, all just about
1: be it. Very so all those yeah. years as a kid when I when I did the Oregon Trail. Oh, are oh, you oh killing boy. me? No. Wow. It was
0: it was You just defended The Oregon Trail. Oh, yes. The Oregon Trail. I, I think
1: I would
2: buy I don't like video games. I think I'd buy a video game system just to play that I game. I would love that. I love the it.
1: Apple oh, oh, this this the Apple IIe. Oh. speaking my best. language. Thing. I love it. All right. Well, let's well, thanks for the syntax correction on Oregon. That's, I'll, I'll take that back, and
0: and maybe we should get to Seattle sometime. Mm-hmm. That might, we'll
1: take, we'll take, or not, gr- we'll take Grip on the road, <laughs> oh. yeah. the tour, the grip, grip tour, the Grip tour. All right. Well, hey, let's that get a, let's get to it, Todd. I know you got a uh, we got a, We've got a great uh, we got a great letter that we're going to be talking about today uh, with the R. Why don't you uh, why do you set us up a little bit Uh you can give us a little background on the letter
0: R of Grip. So the letter R is uh, representing uh, reading scripture. God has given us His love letter, and uh, and and it's a book that is timeless. Um, it's a book that's been written um, over thousands of years, and and we have the privilege of having access to it every day. And and God speaks to us through that letter. So I have in my course of action when again. As I journey in life and I meet men and women that are wiser and much smarter than me uh, and who have a deep relationship with Jesus, I've always found a common trait with those men and women is that they know their scripture. They don't know it in just knowing it like, hey, I can quote Proverbs 3.27. They know it in the way they live their life out. It just flows from them. It's just who they are. It's not a part of them. It is them. That's cool.
2: That's beautiful. I think it's important when we start with, uh, if we're gonna talk about reading scripture, we should start by talking about scripture. Appropri- in regards av- appropriate, seems yes. appropriate. Uh, one vor- verse that I just love uh, in scripture, about scripture, is from 2 Timothy. Second 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent Equipped for every good work. What I love about that is just this idea of the the purpose of scripture in our life. Like it, it isn't, um, <laughs> isn't meant to hold the door open. <laughs> it isn't meant to make sure stuff doesn't blow off your desk. It's meant to be used. <laughs> uh, it has a purpose, and that purpose is to teach us, to correct us, to to hone us, to prepare us. I mean, honestly, to make us saints, right? Like mm-hmm. for seeking this uh, this intimate, deep relationship with Jesus Christ. It is its purpose is for that, and ultimately. For righteousness. Um, I just think that's beautiful. And it leads to how we behave, right? It's not just intellectual. It's not just some words I know. It also challenges me to live a certain way. There's a moral component to reading scripture, and that's equipping us for every good work. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love it.
0: And putting that up uh, with with what Paul's letter to Timothy was there, I, I love what Joshua says. And, and now we're going back even, even longer in time when Joshua says, um, do not let this book depart from your mouth. Meditate it on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. It's just such loving instruction. Just like know it so that you can live. It's like God gave mm-hmm. us this to live life better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember who it
1: was, um, but uh, it was it was a, a priest uh, or um, from however many years back. But it, we were talking about, I, I'd made... Uh, I think a well-intentioned, uh, but still sort of errant, uh, uh, reference to the Bible as a as a book, right? and I don't know what it was. It was just some, you know. Uh, I mean, it wasn't disparaging. Like a, like, what stories. a dumb book! <laughs> but it was a, what 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 happened in the moment is was this great little bit of sort of correction to say that okay, the Bible isn't first of all it's not one book. Yeah, you know, it's several. You no. know, uh, written over the course of time. But more importantly, and um, is is that what distinguishes um, that you know basically bound set of pages that we have in a Bible versus a book is that the Bible is it's living, like it's a living thing. and and so when we when we look to, when we're reading the Bible, it's not like we're reading, and no offense to John Grisham, but it's not it's not like a John Grisham book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I've read this part before. <clears throat> it's it's actually a place where we go, and this was this this wonderful priest's words, not mine, I just remembered them. Is we go there to actually experience relationship with God. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's a living, breathing set of you know, pages and in ink. You know, and I just—I've always remembered that and thought that, and 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 so I, I'm always sheepish when I call it a book now, <laughs> because it's just—it's not that. And, and I think that's, that's just a beautiful uh, kind of distinction to make with, and you know. Well said. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's let's actually get to uh, our featured guest here. Now you've got a great guy here that we're all going to meet uh, that has uh, has stood out for some reason for you to being a real champion of
0: of the word amen uh so i have the pleasure of introducing my dear brother in christ brian bovey brian is a father of uh three three teenagers too no, no small mm. task there three mm-hmm. teenagers um married to his beautiful wife charlotte i've known brian for i i was estimating about 25 years and and we all have different friends and brothers in our life but for me brian has definitely had the biggest impact on me as a friend. Without Brian, um, God God used Brian in my life as the one who extended the hand for me to step out of the boat. Um, because I had never done mission trips or mission work and Brian had and, and encouraged me to, to go. Uh, Brian had been looking for someone for three years and, and Brian was that catalyst, God used that catalyst in my life to step out of the boat. And when you think about people in your life who are important and you know you have great friends and you have great mm-hmm. brothers. Brian had the most impact on me because it's helped me in my faith life from stepping out of the boat. And and Brian and I have journeyed together as friends, but I've also been able to watch Brian and how scripture has played a role in his life. Mm-hmm. And and someone that that both of us I would say are on that journey of still trying to get to work, to know the word. All the time, better and better and better. But it's just so fun to sit in the stands and watch Brian's journey with that as he reads through uh, scripture, and and we happen to do it every Wednesday together at a Bible study uh, in my office. So <laughs> that's a blessing too. So Brian, welcome to Mana. That's awesome. Well, thanks, <clears throat> man. It's
3: great to be here this afternoon,
0: and I'm excited to chat with you. We're we're psyched to have you here. So so let, let me just I'll just get into that. When you think about your journey with Jesus, your continual walk with Him and you think about that letter R, about reading scripture. How, what what first comes to mind when you think about why is the Bible important in your life as it relates to your your journey uh, of getting closer to Jesus?
3: Well, I would say the word that comes to mind is transformative because Mm. um, I was raised as a believer, but I really didn't see transformation in my life until I started to get into the word. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that, to me, it's been the pivot point in becoming a follower of Jesus and not just a, a believer of Jesus.
1: I love that. When did that? When did it happen for you? Because I feel like with my own reading, uh, sort of like rhythms, you know, I, I I've never been. First of all, and this isn't a boohoo, but I'm not a great reader. Okay, I've, I'm a, it takes me a long time. You know, like I, I'm not. And Betsy is like speed reader. So it's just like and so um so I I so I it doesn't come naturally to me. When did <clears throat> for you did it did it really sort of unfold for you this this love of scripture? Or or were you one of these you know, annoying kids growing up that was always reading. It's like, Brian's a really good reader. And so now he's
3: going to read something really important here. (laughs) No, I hate to say this uh, and hoping my kids don't hear it, but I (laughs) was not a big reader, Mm. never loved it, Um, never read scripture, really. Um, Again, we went to church on Sunday. I went to a Catholic school from K through college, actually. And um, so it, it just wasn't a part of my life when it really changed for me is when I got on my knees because, um, circumstances in my life and I could share part of my testimony, maybe somewhere down the line, but, um, God brought me to my knees and, and, and then when you have a humble heart, you're going to be open Hmm. to wisdom. And, um, because, you know, Todd and I talk a lot that, um, in the, and especially you see it in culture in this world is that people like to sit on their own throne. I mean, they mm-hmm. like to, they want to be on the throne. So uh, unless you're willing to get off that throne, uh, you're not you're not going to take that wisdom. So for me, when I was on my knees and I just I was just at a point in my life where I'm like I got to do something different. And just God said I've got something different for you and something better. And that's when I humbled my heart and and that's when the book came alive to me because it is a living. Yeah. It's, it's a living thing and um it's funny cuz Charles Spurgeon I it's you know Jeff that you said that at the beginning it's he uh, has a quote that says nobody ever outgrows scripture the book widens and deepens with our years cool and uh and so it, even for me now that's probably been 15 years I go back and read scripture that I read 15 years ago and it has whole new meaning to me hmm. today yeah. and so you know I and that's something that we need to encourage the listeners is that it doesn't have to be a process where you have to start going and reading the book you know the entire bible from yeah, front to back yeah. in a year yeah, I know that's a thing. Every New Year's Eve, yeah, New Year's resolution, resolution <laughs> right? Yeah, but it lasts till January 14th. Yeah, that yeah. just gets so scary to yeah. people
1: that they just back away from it. And do you remember back though? Because it's funny you bring that up. Because I, I was, I wanted to ask this, but it, I felt like maybe it was too dumb of a question. But like, how did you start? Like, did you just start with like New Testament, Old Testament? I mean, do you remember back when? Yeah, it. I
3: did. I started in the Book of John. Okay. Um, many. Uh, you'll, you'll probably get that recommendation from lots of Christians to new believers, uh, to really start in the book of John. Um, so that's where I started. And, um, you know, for me, I fell I fell in love with Jesus because I just saw my sin and then I saw what he did for me so that I could overcome. And, uh, when that hit my heart from that moment on, it was a pivot point. Yeah. And, um, uh, and that's when Scripture came to life for me, because I just I wanted to know more.
1: Yeah.
3: And, um, but it, it's, it's not a science, and that's what people have to understand, is that the Holy Spirit will work in different ways for different people. For some people who are studious or good readers, they might want to read from Genesis through Revelation. Uh, that's not my story. That's mm-hmm. not the way I uh, began reading Scripture. I started in the book of John, and then I started jumping around in the New Testament and, and then eventually made it to the Old Testament. That's kind of my story.
0: Brett, Brian, and I actually used to work together. And you'll remember this back in the old building, in that third floor conference room. And there was a guy in there named Dan. And Dan challenged me. Because uh, I had never read, it, and he said, I-, "I dare you to read the Book of James ten times." Like literally, that was, and I had never <laughs> opened it. And I'm like, "You're on, dude." And,
3: Johnson doesn't.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't back away. He from doesn't a challenge. back away from challenges. <laughs> exactly. So, so like ten times. I'm like, whatever. And and literally, to this day, the Book of James is is still my favorite book because that's where it started for me. Of just and and I love what you're saying, Brian. Is I started in the Book of John, and and then look at the fruit that came out of that.
2: Mm. What's your daily practice right now um, for reading scripture? you just crack it open, play some Bible roulette, probably not <laughs> uh, but like do you journal do you have a guide you go through like what's your what's your daily thing well, right now,
3: my rhythm is uh, I'm as Todd mentioned, we're in a Bible study together, so um, uh, what we do is we read a, a book of the Bible and then we'll read a, a christian based book so we kind of alternate back and forth so uh, right now we're uh, ironically, in the book of John, so or not, um, yeah. So you know, right now, uh, uh, you know, I will read John, and um, we use not everyone, but a lot of us use Charles Swindoll Living Insights, and it's if if you want to study the Bible, it's fantastic because you could have one chapter, and he'll have four pages on one chapter, yeah. And there is a difference between reading Scripture and studying Scripture. Yeah. Uh, which is a that's a whole nother uh, a layer that we can talk about but uh, so what I will do now is is uh, pretty much daily in the morning I will be looking at that for the week but when we're in a when we're in a uh, one of the Christian books instead of the books of the Bible then I will find something uh, else to read uh, and it's, it's amazing how God directs you when you open yourself up to that Um And I'm a very visual and auditory learner, so I love YouTube. Um, I don't know if you guys do the Bible Project or the, is that what it's called? Yeah, the The, Bible Bible Project. Project. But they basically take a book of the Bible and they break it down uh, with drawings. Graphically. Graphically graphically oh, so it's cool. they draw out so oh, you wow. could go to you know the book of job and they explain the story mm. i
0: think you're speaking jeff's language now i love <laughs> yeah. that oh yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's, very visual is there a uh, picture learner? book about that <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: unfor- that's how bad of a reader I am, <laughs> yeah, literally yeah, so that's yeah. why you know that should be encouraging to yeah, people you sure. don't have to be an ex- excellent reader or someone that loves reading um, you can find ways to connect with s- scripture and then through those means when you read it, it will become more to life mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. I mean, that's what I found.
1: Yeah,
0: I uh, I've never heard the term Bible roulette. I kind of like Don't that. Know that one. Yeah, no, I and I I have a guide that I. You use. ever done it? Uh, no. So I'm I'm, in, I'm I actually have. Her. I I yeah. didn't know I was doing
1: it at the time, but this is this is um, over Christmas. I had started. This wasn't the roulette part, um, but I had uh, started reading uh, the Book of Proverbs. Because I I don't know I've, I was just drawn to I, there's something um, actually on, a, on a, a previous episode of Grip I was telling Jack that he was a soundbite master he's just got all these great like one-liners and that's kind of why I like proverbs like proverbs is very pithy they just have these little greatest zing- hits yeah exactly just these zingers like you know do yeah. this and don't do that and I'm like I love that so I got yeah. through proverbs and then here's where the roulette came into play I had never read the book of Ecclesiastes. No. Ever okay, but but it comes right after Proverbs, and and so I just kind of like rolled the dice and got into it. Oh my gosh, it, I love the book of I geeked out to one of my friends. I'm like, you got to read Ecclesiastes because it was all about vanity, and it was just yeah. this. And the language of Ecclesiastes is so it could have been written yesterday. I mean, it's not one of the, it's not a very like thou and heretofore and blah blah blah. I mean, it's it's and especially because it does talk about vanity and and I think even vanity of vanities is from Ecclesiastes. So yeah, you think yeah. of all the things that we've cribbed from Scripture that you know we now attribute to some movie Robert Redford was in. It's like oh no, that you know came from. So anyway, that was my
2: yeah. recent example. I'm of reading life. I'm reading the wisdom literature of the Old Testament in Lent here, and mm. it is it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Song of Solomon's too. Oh. Read that with your wife though. Yeah. You know, <laughs> fact, I, I did it once. I was in college. I was going through a period of some mental health challenges and I was getting ready to break up with this girl I was dating. And uh bible roulette, five five o'clock in the morning. You know, for a college student, that's like, I don't know, middle of the night, you know. <laughs> and so I crack open Hebrews ten, thirty five, thirty six. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have need for endurance, so that you may do the will of God and receive what is promised. And I was like, Okay, so don't break up with them, <laughs> and I think my wife is pretty glad that didn't happen. Um, oh my gosh, that was cool. Well, well that's maybe awesome. she's not that glad. I don't know. I'm glad. I'm yeah, glad. I didn't. Wow. So,
0: so one of the things I'm thinking of, like people listening to this, and and because I know I've done this in my own life, where you're you're in a you're in the zone, and then do you ever get like because I it's happened to me before where like life gets in the way, and then I know what happens to me if I'm not. In this, it's like being in the gym. Um, if I'm not in the if I'm not working out for periods of weeks, I just feel fat and lazy, and uh, it's not a good feeling. Do you have any comment or thoughts on that? Have you ever experienced something like that?
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, as you described, I have three teenage kids, all are playing sports. So, if you saw my calendar, it's it's crazy. So, plus you're the you're president of uh, the Legacy uh, School Board. Well, yeah, there's some board positions too, but in okay. the end, everyone has things in their lives that you know, that the enemy tries to use to prevent them from reading scripture or praying or anything, any of the grip items, you know, being in a group. Um, So, but what, what, you know, is important to me is what I've come to understand. And and Todd, we've talked about this a number of times is that scripture is your spiritual food.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
3: So think of it that way. How many days would you go without eating? Food. Mm-hmm. How long would you last? Right. How would you perform?
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, what would happen to your performance at work? What would happen, you know, just to your health? Uh, think about that. It's awesome. And yet, uh, God has basically let us know that Scripture is our spiritual food. Yeah. And how, how many days do we go without eating? <laughs> it's, it's zero. K- (laughs) yeah if you're wise right you know that's that's a learning so i think if people looked at that a little bit differently and you know jesus said it you know it's in red in the bible it says man shall not live on bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of god and that was in matthew 4 4 but he was actually referring to the old testament deuteronomy 8 3 when he said Mm -hmm. it so is that where my life comes from is from the word of god alone i mean that's that's a Mm -hmm. challenge for uh you know, probably more mature followers of Jesus for sure, because that's a that's a big challenge.
1: Yeah, I love I love the food uh, connection and that analogy. I also though love Todd what you're just allu- alluding to there about working out. You know, and and when you know if you want to if you want to be in shape, you get ca- you got to put in the time. You know, you got to go for the run, you got to go to the gym, or whatever. And, and Chris, it, it it just reminded me of the scripture that you kicked us off with today um from from uh, from second timothy where you know the um uh, all scriptures breathe out by god da, 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 and for training in righteousness mm. you know so that aspect of that this is what gets you in your sort of spiritual shape too so and you not... guys haven't even highlighted my favorite
3: part of that verse is it says the man of god may be complete Yeah,
2: mm. think about that yeah.
3: without without the word you're an incomplete man yeah. of god I've not so.
0: caught that. That's a
2: great point. That. Yeah, that's awesome. It's beautiful, Brian. One of the thing's I was I wanted to ask a question about. You said you started when you started reading. You started New Testament, read a lot. Of, started John, read a lot of New Testament. Eventually went to the Old Testament. Was that on purpose? Was that uh, off off some advice? Or maybe another way to ask that question is, um, for the Christian, uh, what is the benefit of digging back into the Old Testament and really knowing your Old Testament as well as your New Testament?
3: Well, it's a great question. I'd like to say it was uh, it was some sort of smart plan or but it, to be honest, it was just staying away from the Old Testament because it's a little harder to chew on I mean let's be honest uh, but you know one of the things I've learned over the years is just if you can understand the story of God and his redemptive plan for humanity, the big picture, it helps the small picture come alive. Well, you can't you can't know the big picture if you don't go back to the beginning. Yeah. And so um, to me, that's what brings the Old Testament to life is understanding what happened. Like, why do we need a Savior? You know, if you, if you don't understand what happened in Genesis, you, you have no basis for understanding why you would need a scripture, especially in today's world where, you know, everyone said, you're, whatever you think and feel is right, and, yeah. you know, don't tell you me do, right from wrong. You yeah. Yeah, you do you. Mm-hmm. But so I think you know that's and and you know what I I would encourage. Uh, Max Lucado has a book called I think it's called the uh, the story, and it's basically the Bible as one continuing story of God and His people. And what he does is he takes all of Scripture and puts it into a timeline version of the Bible. It's this it is actual Scripture, but it's told from a beginning to the end. Hmm. And so if someone is wanting to maybe understand, because it's hard to, you know, you get to Deuteronomy and, and, and Numbers and it gets a little choppy. Uh, so, you know, if you want a little bit easier reading to understand the story, that that could be something that someone could look into. Because once you understand the big story, then the little stories come to life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I have a book like that too. It's by Ed Shree or Curtis Martin. They, they co-wrote it and it's called The Real Story. And basically they walk through the entire Old Testament and they push into the New Testament with this whole idea of, if you don't understand the story of the Old Testament, you really can't know Jesus Christ. Like Jesus Christ is fulfilling the Old Testament so perfectly and completely mm. that if you're, only, you're really only getting part of the story mm. um, if you don't crack into that, yeah. that, that earlier half. Sorry, Todd.
0: No, I I just, I loved, and someone pointed this out to me years ago, but when you, like in my Bible, when you start paging through the New Testament, on almost every page, there's a footnote referencing something from the Old Testament. I mean, just something as simple as like when someone would say, well, you know, Jonah didn't really spend three days in a whale. You know, it's like, well, you know, Jesus actually talks about that as... Like when it happened you know what i mean and just that though there's so many references that tie it back together and it's this this beautiful the old makes the new come alive but the new mm-hmm. is built off from the old so yeah
1: i, re- I realize uh brian is in our guest here and we're, we're supposed to be directing questions at brian and i will before we're done here but <clears throat> i'm going to deviate a little bit so listeners aren't able to see the kind of the setup that we have here and todd has his bible open which is uh it's amazingly uh loved and worn okay (laughs) and so you got to just tell a quick uh background i mean how long have you had this bible and and i mean this thing's been through fire and rain here i mean it
0: has um but you know i I mean i i was taken you've heard me say that quote behind every tattered and torn man stands a strong bible and behind every tattered and torn bible stands a strong man and trust me i'm i'm still a sinner But this book helps me repent and turn away. I was I was taken though by one time. There's a buddy of ours, Brian, and I know this guy named Clay. And Clay just wandered into a church once and didn't know anything about Jesus. And got to talking to this one guy. And Clay told this guy he didn't know Jesus. And this guy wound up saying, "I, "I want you to give. I want you to have my Bible." And Clay's like, "Cool, thanks a lot." And Clay got home and opened up the guy's Bible. Looks like mine. I mean, it was just like, yeah. And he was so struck by that, and clay now is a is a follower of the Lord, but i just i I think about that sometimes is that somebody's going to get this, and it's not mine to have forever, and so yeah. Wait for that guy to come. Well, up. and
1: again, I, if, if this were a vlog cast, we could actually take a picture of it. So for, for those <laughs> that, and you know how people, and I'm, you know, I'm just giving yeah, you a amen. little bit of gray, first so you know how people like highlight things, listeners. Okay, Todd has every single line. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, it's, this thing is so wonderfully yeah. uh, wonderfully used. And I think that is actually really cool though, is, that is is and it goes back to how we've been talking about this assemblage of pages, is that you're obviously using this as a, it's a tool. Okay. It's not a reference book. It's not a, it's not a piece of furniture decoration in your house. I mean, this is, this is like you're just like you, you know, get your car keys before you go off and hit the day. I mean, this is mm-hmm. part of your, you know. Yeah. Well, I hate to bring Hollywood into it, but look, have you seen the
3: movie, the book of Eli? Has anyone seen that? No. no. So basically it's, it's, it's not really a Christian based film, but, uh, what it's about is there was a like a nuclear holocaust or something, and there was one version of the Bible left. And the villain in the story wanted to get a hold of the Bible because he knew the power that it had. Yeah. And so I mean it's a it's a bad analogy, but a but a one that can be practical, which is, you know, what how do you see this? Like this is, I'll tell you a personal story with me, is I took my Bible and again I've got it marked up and all that stuff and And, you know, it just means a lot to me. I take it with me every day to work. It's just, it it means that much to me. Well, as only God could orchestrate, I get a call on my cell phone and it's a woman in our, in our little development. And she's like, uh, do you, do you have a Bible? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, I've got it. I I saw it on the street. So I pulled over and I picked it up and I have my name and my cell phone number on the inside of, uh, of the cover. And she was kind enough to do, do that. that right so yeah, exactly <laughs> until, <laughs> until you stop. give it away. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. You know, and the, the other illustration that would be powerful for listeners is to just think about, um, you know, if, if I died, what would my kids want? My prayer would be that the three kids would fight over my Bible. Mm-hmm. Like they, they saw how much I had it, how much it meant to me, the wisdom that I got from it, that maybe I departed onto them mm-hmm. and that. Mm-hmm if they had to fight for something, that's what they'd fight for. That's so cool. But, but they got to see you using it. They yeah, got to see what yeah. it means to you in order for that to happen. Yeah. It's not just going to, you know, if it's on the shelf, it's not going to have that
0: value. Right. And then coming alive in your life because that's the blessing I've had with Brian over the years is seeing it come alive in your life versus just kind of, you know, the, the mm-hmm. traditional head knowledge, but going into your heart and then having that bear fruit. And that's mm-hmm. that's the challenge of, of people listening is I want, you know, I want people to read scripture, not so that they can quote verses, going back to what we were saying before, but that they can, you know, John 15, 5, remain in me and you'll bear fruit. How do you remain in God? You remain, a great starting point is remaining in his word, and you're going to bear fruit. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. Totally.
1: Um, uh, I have to admit, <clears throat> Brian. About halfway through your story, I thought the Bible was still going to be on top of the car. Yes, I, so I was there. Too. Well, it was until I drove down the street <laughs> and gravity threw it into the road somewhere. somewhere. So, all yeah. right. So, hey, we do something here um, with parting words. So, um, yeah, and so we all, y- y'all, get to go around and, and kind of leave your last little bits of wisdom. So, Brian, of all the things in you shared, is some amazing things today. What would be just kind of your parting words to somebody specifically around reading? Scripture and getting into the Bible? Well, I'm going to break this into two maybe subsets. And the first
3: subset is someone that doesn't, or maybe you're newer to faith, or maybe the, the Bible is really just a book, as you said earlier. Um, the first thing I would really have you do is pray about, is the Bible the inspired Word of God? And if you haven't seen, there's a YouTube uh, video by Vodi um and I think it's called... Boy, I can't remember. But if you look it up, uh, why I believe the Bible is true. And he basically defends Scripture and tells you from a reasonable standpoint, from um, just he walks through the whole thing of 66 books, hmm. you know, uh, 40 authors, three continents, 1,500 years telling one story, you know. And it's it's an amazing video because you have to – if you don't believe that it's the inspired word of God, it won't have the same meaning. Yeah. So if you understand God is talking to you through Scripture, it it changes everything. So for those that are, I just found that on my phone the the box, I have that. Yep. It's and, powerful. And it, it, you know, I would just say for those that maybe don't aren't quite there yet, because I wasn't. Listen, when I when I first came to Christ, I went to a group. Uh, where we were studying scripture and i said if the bible is real tell me where the tree of life is that's what i i mean that's where my heart was at so for that brian bovey from back then it was super important for for me to get to that point where i really understood that this is god's love letter to me that it is the the inspired word of god Mm. and once i got there it had a whole new meaning Um, If you're already there, if you're already there and you believe that this is God's inspired word and maybe you're just having a hard time getting into it, I guess my departing wisdom would be there is no right way. Uh, Sometimes we think that we have to do it a right way Mm -hmm. and that trips us up. So then we don't do it at all. So find out the way you connect. I mean, one of the ways I connect with God is worship music. I love worship music. So I spend an inordinate amount of time listening to worship because that's how I get close to him. But that's not, you know, Todd probably is more uh, through reading scripture than even me. Mm -hmm. So you find out, you know, and maybe it's watching a YouTube video, The Bible Project, where you can visually see a book explained to you. Um, But don't let that substitute getting in the word. Mm -hmm. You have to get in the word yourself. God will reveal things to you that he will re- reveal to no one else so make sure you are spending time in scripture even five minutes a day playing bible roulette it's <laughs> it's it's worth it you will your life will never be the chain uh, the same after you I do
1: have it. a i have a follow-up question sorry i'm just taking holding the floor Hello? here uh, and, and giving you guys more time to think of your departing words but what i uh, what role does Sort of like, um, sort of complementary reading. That's not the Bible, but it's like books. I mean, you guys cited a couple of books earlier, so it's not scripture, but it's it's books about scripture or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, how do you how do you balance that um, with actual the Bible? You know what I mean? It's not even on the same playing field. It's yeah.
3: good. Uh, you know, just like the four of us, we're four different people with four different experiences. It's good to hear, but we always have to go back to the Word of God. So even authors that like Francis Chan that I love and I value his opinion, um, I have to hold everything he says up against the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful when you're putting uh, the authority... On anything other than the Word of God, so it's healthy and it's good, I think. But even when we're reading, you know, one of the acid tests of whether we think the books we're reading is good is how much does it point back to Scripture. Mm. So if we're seeing not a lot, if it's someone's more of someone's idea in the book itself, in right? the book, yeah. correct? Yeah. Like, is it referencing? You keep scripture? hearing this,
0: I think, or I, you know, you should, but not any reference, right? Yeah. And then
3: we're kind of like, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. But then we get into a book where the author is just. Bringing us to Scripture, like all over the place, and we're like, "Oh, yeah!" yeah. Like, you know, I can see
1: that. How, how do you use that, Chris, with with the groups that you kind of steer and just the 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 ministry that you provide? How how do you balance complementary text to Scripture? Yeah,
2: that, 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 that's a good question. First of all, I want to say this: I'm reading uh, Augustine's um, Saint Augustine's uh, autobiography right now. called It's called Confessions. And the thing is just like one big scripture quote. It's insane. Like this dude knew his Bible. Like incredible. And you got to think like that was at a time when the Bible cost like three grand a piece because they just didn't, there's no printing press. You know, like some dude had to like write it out by hand. So it's like incredible, uh, all that. Um, Yeah, I think there's actually two different categories of things besides Bible. I think there's... um, books that are like Christian books or books on theology, some sort of like spirituality, that kind of thing. Like, um, Francis Chan would be a good example, whatever. But then there's also these things called biblical commentaries. And these are books that people have written, um, or groups have written that help to explain or are almost, you know, Bible studies in and of themselves. Um, But that wouldn't be good just to sit down and like read through. You would never sit and read it like a novel, you know, but you would use it to complement your scripture reading. So, you know, the time and the place and like what's being said. I mean, there's all kinds of things that we read in scripture that none of us are first century Jews. Right, like, like, right. Okay, good. Um, like, like, none of us know what that little phrase means because we didn't grow up in ancient Rome. You know, like, right. and it, sometimes I think those those uh, Bible commentaries can be very helpful to uh, kind of unpack the reality of the real thing. Like, um, I, there's countless examples. Right, mm-hmm. like, you know, we don't even know what we're reading sometimes until someone points it out. It's yeah. like, it's like if, you, if we all read Shakespeare right now, we'd be like, oh, that's. Interesting. What a good love story. But when you read it like with someone who knows what they're doing, you read it like in the course of a class. It's so much more meaningful. Yeah. And I think that's where commentaries can help. So
1: and it just as, as you were telling that story, it reminded me of you. Uh, this is years ago, and I was hot on this book. It that just like lit me up, and it was so inspiring. And it was actually written by a, a Lutheran pastor, a Lutheran woman pastor out in Colorado. And it was just this very dynamic, very like. She was kind of this, you know, uh, uh, biker chick, you know, kind of whatever. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. I totally. On. Great writer. Uh, it's Natalie Bowlesweiber. I mean, she's a great writer. And I remember I was so just like, I was so excited by it. And and I I, I saw you, like, you know, when, one morning, and I was just so excited to talk to you about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, Chris, have you heard of this? And you were great because you didn't completely douse the fire because you could see what it was doing for me, but you were very, um, sort of gentle in your, in your kind of reminding of me to say, okay, it's great, but just, you know, like, this isn't it. Like, this isn't, this isn't, you know,
0: it's... it's kind of going back to Brian's point. You know, exactly,
1: yeah. 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 And yeah, and so I just, I, I remember just when you were telling that, I, I was reminded by, you actually had to do that to me. It's,
2: it's actually a super hard thing, I think, for a lot of us yeah. who are in the church world, whether professionally or just like, you're a guy around church, someone comes and says, I'm really excited about this. And you kind of want to go like, oh, yeah, no, that's, that's pantheism. That's terrible. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't, you shouldn't read her, you know, or him you yeah, know like yeah. that's a that's a rough book to start with but like you have to like love on them because like everyone comes from their own journey yeah, and like right. it does no good to be yeah just to trash someone's stuff they bring up you know
3: well and there's nothing wrong with hearing ideas that might be i mean you don't want to have that be your only input but right. my point is is that when i when i hear something that's contrary to scripture and then i go to scripture i can see it's contrary right do you know what i mean and so that helps me just as much as getting the affirming side, right. So I, I, you know, now I'm not encouraging to read heresy, because you don't want to do that. Uh, mm. It's what are you what are you, you know, putting into your mind?
0: Right.
3: Um, but and it, like I say, it has those books have lots of value, because I read them all the time. Uh, but where people get Really in dangerous thin ice is where they start to put more weight on what that author is saying than what the mm-hmm. word of God says. Well, and
1: I love just your very easy to follow kind of guide of saying, like, as you're reading something, you know, how often is it actually referencing the Bible? And that's a great, I think that's a great uh just check you know so all right todd departing thoughts uh, uh before we close here Ooh, can i get departing thoughts too? oh yeah i'm too? sorry yes i know you just
2: kept asking me questions so, i know yeah, well they were okay. departing questions i don't care i mean i hate to interrupt i'm sorry are you kidding me i'd love to hear you talk <laughs> okay so i really uh, i thought about this a lot and for me i want to say this to people first of all saint jerome said ignorance of scripture is ignorance of christ and I think if we want to know Jesus Christ, if we want to be near to Him, if we want to be intimate with our Lord, then we need to be intimate with our Bible. Um, and I think per, for me, we talked about studying Scripture, we talked about reading Scripture, but I actually think there's a third way, and that third way is is praying with Scripture. There's an ancient form of prayer. It's got a Latin name because it's so old. It's about 1500 years old, 1700, depending on who you ask. It's called Lexio Divina. Do you know this? Are you guys mm-hmm. I've done with this? that with you. Yeah, I know about it. Thanks to you. Done it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's, it's awesome. The word "lexia divina" just means divine reading, and it's a four-step process where you read through a piece of scripture three or four times, and each time you read it is for a different purpose. The first step is lexio, is just to read it. The second step is uh, meditatio or med- meditation. You just meditate it. You let it just seep in. Sometimes after meditation, you you come to a word or phrase that the Holy Spirit reveals to you. And then you go into um, contemplation and that's contemplation is really a gift from God, right? Like me- meditation, we can get ourselves there, but contemplation is what the Holy Spirit does for us. And we don't always get there. And then finally um, we get into uh, oration or oratio, and we get into to prayer and then we respond to this. This, this grace, right? I think a lot of times we jump into prayer with like, all right, then Father, Son, Holy Spirit, dear God, you know, (laughs) like that's how we all start, right? Listen up, Lord. (laughs) Listen up, Lord. But in this Lexio format, we start by the first three steps are listening to God. Only in the fourth step do we respond and it's all around scripture. So Lexio Divina, that's That's my, that's my parting shot suggestion. Go look it up. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I really wish I went before. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, dude. I'll, uh, I'll drop the mic. I'll, I'll make it. Yeah, totally. Um, after that, this is going to be. Uh, that was the pros. This is going to be the amateur. But, but for me, I just I don't trust myself, and I need I need it scheduled. So for yeah. me, uh, uh, my wife knows this about me that I put my cereal bowl out every night before I go to bed, and uh, next to my cereal bowl is my Bible, and it's just uh, so it's like it's one and the same. Uh, and and then. The beauty of relating back to the g word when you're in groups you know i know i'm going to be communing with my brother brian and others uh i want to be you know i want to be prepared for the lesson too so yeah. uh so so for me i i guess the short answer would be schedule it i know that just sounds so but it's like if you just say oh, hey I think it's... i'm gonna read when i get a chance it's mm-hmm. not gonna happen yeah. Yeah. No.
2: no bible no breakfast no bible no bed amen <laughs> uh brian
1: it's great to meet you and have you on is fantastic well thanks for having me it was fun